This likable, goofy football comedy has its moments, but it ultimately adheres too closely to the sports movie playbook to overcome the cliches in the script. To which I say, up yours, Phil. Uh, no, I mean, I just... I, w- uh, I wanted to like this movie. I really did. So realistically, this critics consensus is very... It's pretty accurate. I just wanted to say up yours, Phil, because it's one of my favorite lines of the movie. So It's a good line. It is. There's, there's a couple of good lines sprinkled in here. She called me Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah, other than that, um, this movie... I actually... I thought you were mad at me. Like, that's how... That's how... Uh, little fun I had. It's not. It's not a terrible movie. I just don't. I. I just. I remembered it in my head being better than it was. I think that's a common theme in this. You know, like I think this is kind of a part of. I think last week we had Super Troopers, and it was a fucking celebration of one of the best comedies ever. And uh, you know, now there's so many of these movies that we look back on from our childhood that are just like, oh, this movie. Yeah, stinks, and my little nine-year-old brain couldn't fucking process that. Um, so I feel like we don't say it right enough at the top. We're here talking about necessary roughness. Um, if you didn't tell from the title or clicking on the podcast or the Instagram yes. posts, I just feel like I don't say it enough at the top of the, the top of the pod. So you are, are always worried about that. <laughs> I am. I am. It's one of my my, my bugaboos, if if you will. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. Uh, uh, truth be told, man, like. I got up and I started prepping dinner like halfway through this movie. Like I was like watching attentively. It's, it's but fun. I was, like, like I said, it's it's not it's not yeah. an awesome movie, but it's it's a it's a fun little watch. It's not it's not overwhelming on the other side of the coin. I don't think. Yeah, it's not a movie. Honestly, it's not a movie. If I I'm never gonna see this movie ever again. I promise you, I will never watch this movie ever again. If it's on TV, I will not keep the channel on. Uh, it, it didn't offend me it's not so it's not painfully bad it's just so mundane and so i don't know what the fuck he- uh, hector elizondo is doing i mean so, so the, the cast is is really strong and we'll we'll get to the, the stars i guess as, as i run through the stats but like the top like seven or eight billing on it like they're they're pretty legitimate actors they're not just fucking nobody's thrown together in a movie like it's but they're not operating at like the top of their potential. Like I know Hector Elizondo is a good actor. I've seen him be a good actor. He's mm-hmm. fucking terrible in this movie. Yeah, he's all right. Jason Bateman is fine. Rob Schneider is kind of pretty funny. They, they, they use him pretty well. Sinbad. Not really. Like I think Sinbad is much better than he is in this movie. The only guy I will say is Larry Miller. The guy that plays the doorman in the famous yeah. doorman Seinfeld episode. That's boy. He's he's a fucking national treasure. Um, also the dad in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Two just like iconic characters. Uh, he was great in this and he's always great. I don't know, man. Everything else, like, I feel like Scott Bakula is one of those actors that like has all the packaged stuff of like a movie star, but just... He kind of feels like I hate to say this. He kind of feels like a poor man's Kevin Costner, in a way. That's an insult to Kevin Costner, like by a lot. You think? Yeah. I like Scott Bakula, but I just don't. I'm like, fine. Like I, I I drink beers with him, but like in an acting conversation, I wouldn't even put him near Kevin Costner, particularly in a in a sports movie when Costner has the fucking roll call that he does. Yeah, that's true. 
But you know, Scott Bakula, he he it's but he that's the thing. Like he has this fucking clunker, and then he has the major league three thing. You know, he's in these he has another one too. There's another movie that he's in that he plays like an athlete, and I can't think of it. And it's not a good movie. I don't know. My point is, Chris, like there is a reason why I'd never heard of this movie until this week. Okay. Just saying. All right, let's run through some stats and then we'll uh then we'll talk about it. Yes, we can. Necessary roughness. A Rotten Tomato score of 33%, a solid one-third of the maximum. Audience score forty-six percent. Released September twenty-seventh, nineteen ninety-one, with an opening box office of just over six and a half million dollars. Number one that week, The Fisher King. One of my favorite Robin Williams performances. All right. Never seen it. That's my one this week where I've never seen it and people will shame me for it. There it is. Stink. Other box office notables. Pretty decent list. Uh, Yeah. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Just there for (laughs) Halloween purposes. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And Doc Hollywood. Oh, hey, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. And Doc Hollywood, which I, I think were the first boobs I saw on a movie theater screen. Really? There's yeah. boobs in that movie? I don't remember that. Doc Hollywood, yeah. Wow. And in, at number 15, in its 33rd fucking week, The Silence of the Lambs. Yep. That's insanity. Crazy. You have, you've really never seen The Fisher King. That's Why would I lie to you? That's a great movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. So uh, a budget of $13.5 million or so, the, the research provided. A total box office of 26.2. So although not the greatest movie in the world, it... Made some bucks for the studio, so good for you. God bless. Stars, Scott Bakula, Hector Elizondo, a young Jason Bateman, Robert Loja. Robert Sin- Loja. Yeah, I didn't get deep enough on that. My, my, the gravel didn't come out in my voice. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Sinbad, Kathy Ireland, and Rob Schneider. Cameos. Is this- no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say, is this pre SNL Rob Schneider, or is he is he on the show? Already? Um, I'm I'm not sure, but there's definitely elements of copy guy in his in his character here. He was oh 90, 1990 to nineteen ninety four. So yeah, he was already yeah, part of the cast. Oh, cool, good for yeah. him. Cameo list pretty good. Chris Berman uh, early on, yeah. and then the uh, <laughs> the inmate football team is pretty awesome. Dick Buckus, Earl yeah. Campbell, Roger Craig, Tony Dorsett, real running back heavy. Uh, Evander Holyfield, Ed Tuttle Jones, Jim Kelly, Jerry Rice, Herschel Walker. Literally, there's there's four or five major running backs on that team. Terrible roster construction. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the only scene that I, I I don't think that I didn't mind. I thought I wanted more person. of it. Actually, I, want, I wanted. A, I was actually yeah, yeah. I, I thought that that was where the 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 goodness of the movie was. Like, but I guess this fucking if, prison camp. If you want more of it, I guess just watch the longest yard. Yeah, that's true. But this movie rips off so many things anyway. I don't know, like the poster. Uh yeah. The, well, the poster. It's the same studio, so it's just they they found success with Major League with the screaming baseball, and they were like, oh fuck it, let's just put screaming football on this one. <laughs> Oh my god! Like they yeah. didn't even try. No, they, they literally just like try. The, the the laziest graphic job in the world. They're like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when you said when we said Robert Loja, I was thinking. Um, you know, we talked. I just said before, like Scott Bakula kind of reminds me of like a poor man's Kevin Costner, and maybe because I have the replacements on the brain, 
when I look at Robert Loja, I'm like, oh, I feel like he could have had Gene Hackman's career too. Not to say that Robert Loja has not had a fucking incredible career. He has. But I feel like putting him and Gene Hackman in the same box. At least they look like more alike too. Thing. Like Becky yeah. and Costa don't physically resemble each other at all. At least Loja and Gene Hackman like could like after a couple cocktails pass for each other. So yeah. two other two other cast notes. Um two two actors um the guy who plays uh featherstone or aka stone hands in this movie <laughs> and the guy who plays uh wyatt the cowboy dude like the the rodeo guy both yeah. of the, both of those actors were in the program they're the two like main yeah. defensive players in the program they're uh alvin mack and um the fucking steroid guy latimer in the program which is yeah. released two years and uh, just short of two years after this movie. So they basically spent fucking two years making, uh, making football movies. Those guys, uh, their characters yeah, yeah. way better in the program than they were here. Fe- Featherstone's okay. in this, uh, the rodeo guys thinks Latimer's so fucking better than that. But, uh, it's the reason the program isn't on here. It's like it's a 45 or like a 50 on Rotten Tomatoes. So tough luck for us there. Yeah, it's been a long time since I watched it. I watched it when I was a <laughs> watched it when I was a kid, which was probably not a good thing. That, but, that's a movie um, which right now not... I'll just tell you could this exist in twenty twenty? No, definitely no. not. <laughs> yeah, nope. nope. Do you remember that show Playmakers on ESPN? Yeah, I, I remember it vividly. That was terrific. It was, and the NFL just squashed it. They just wouldn't let it happen. Yeah, no, that was that was excellent, and that was uh, the first our first glimpse of tough guy Omar Gooding. Yeah, you know, going from from the the goofy wacky kid on Wild and Crazy, well, Wild and Crazy Ghost, <laughs> to just flat out just like yeah, that show was, that show was dark back. and excellent. Yeah, I really like that show a lot. Uh, anyway, so the opening, right? I'm not trying to step on categories, but like the first thing I saw, a few things of note. He really is the original Uncle Rico. This guy. He's the guy like in the field, just like throwing footballs at the thing, going like, oh, "Good day, yep. state." Yep. <laughs> and another thing I noticed in the credits too, Bill Conti did the score. Who did the did the Rocky the Rocky score? The Rocky oh wow! Uh, I actually, I actually like memorable. Go ahead. Does nothing memorable about this score? You say? Gonna... Well, I was going to say the score. There's nothing memorable about memorable about the score. But there's also nothing really memorable about the players, and I think this is why this movie kind of this why this that's why this movie doesn't work to me. It's because none of them have like and I they have like their sort of caricature identity. It's like this guy's the fucking rodeo guy, this guy's the army guy, whatever. But they're not. There's no heart. You know what I mean? Like at least in major league, we know we know these guys. Yeah. Like we remember all these guys. Yeah. We remember like they they all bring a different quirk to it, but we get to see them we don't see these guys interacting at all in the locker rooms. Like maybe once or twice they get into the bar fight, which is whatever, but like, there's no, that's like the unifying moment. Like sure. Fine. Cool. Yeah. Um, but they blow through the first eight games, like halfway through the movie, they're zero and eight. They only have 10 games. Like they just fucking yeah. cruise through those eight games. And like, yeah, there's no, yeah. The, the backstory or like them struggling and like getting into that together really just the, isn't there. No, it isn't. And and it's a little ridiculous too. It's like they they lose their first eight games. Uh, it's not like the the Mighty Ducks. The Pouncers got some measles and yeah. they're out. No, but um, but they tie Kansas. Is it Kansas? 
The Tech Kansas, yep. So Kansas historically yeah. terrible football program. It's the only real school in the fucking movie. Yes. So uh, well, te- the, Texas the State history. Yeah, yeah. It made my head spin. When uh, I looked this it's up. it's based on SMU's uh, getting the death penalty, um, and they didn't play for two years. Uh, then had an all tryout team their first year back, and now they're like a nationally relevant football football program again. They're like they're not you know the best or or you know national contenders but they're ranked every now and then like they're still like they're back to a decent football team but yeah it's it's based off that they were a fucking powerhouse they cheated fucking wildly um and got whacked really hard for it damn well i think um, the premise is also pretty relevant you know today i mean think about the last is. like 30 years there have been like three guard gantuan sports scandals you get penn mm-hmm. state you got the steroid era and then you got the astros unless i'm missing another one like i feel like that you know am i missing anything no th- those are like the big three yeah what's up there yeah yeah so i i, I think that I mean, especially now we're kind of living in this you know the mets the mets might sign george springer and i'm like do we remember do we remember what he did are we gonna forget are we not gonna talk about it what is it you know yeah we'll just move on from it i guess whatever <laughs> as long as i don't bring beltran back to coach him i guess whatever but enough mets i know we do we do too much mets on here we do but you know we get i like the mets so do you yeah it's our podcast um so yeah it's it's, it's based on it's based on smu um yeah kansas being the only real school is weird uh naming the texas school the texas colts rather than texas longhorns is right strange so they're only and they're walking around and their biggest problem is they need a kicker. Like they're walking around just yeah. like kicking rocks. Like, man, I wonder why we lost eight games in a row. Is it the kicking game or because we have a bunch of fucking rejects playing football <laughs> with a 40 year old playing quarterback who doesn't really give a shit about anything. Like, is that the problem or do we need to find a girl to kick for us? That was insane. All right. It's a very strange subplot. It's a very strange subplot. And also, I, okay. So according to this, now stop me if I'm wrong. So say like a player plays three years and then they, they, they leave or they enter the draft after their junior year. And say they get cut from the NFL or they leave the NFL for whatever reason. Are they allowed to come no. back and play their senior year? How well, does that work? For, you forfeit your eligibility by, by going pro. Like it's, it's like Olympians, like you lose your amateur status once you become a professional. The thing yeah. with Scott, Scott Bakula is he never became a professional. Right. He just left to go. Like his dad died and he go, went to go work on the farm. So like he never enrolled in college. He never started playing. So like he legitimately does have that eligibility. I guess the biggest example would be Chris Wenke, who was. Yes. A, a, he played professional baseball and then went back and played for Florida State when he was like this age. Like so in the movie, I think Bakula's 34. I think he was actually 37 in real life when he filmed this. It's a rare case where like that age gap doesn't add up. Like if you're middle-aged, you're just middle-aged. Like it's not a guy who's <laughs> middle-aged playing a high school guy. And that doesn't make sense. Like if he's 37, so I'm be fucking 37, but whatever. I digress. Um, yeah. Chris Mikey went back to Florida state uh, at 30 something and won the Heisman. I'm pretty sure. He won the Heisman. I think he was a little younger than that. I think I thought he was like 27. I'm going to look it up now. In my mind, he just had like the biggest bald spot in college. Like in my mind, he was like 102. <laughs> Uh, enrolled in Florida State at 26. Okay. Okay. So. All right. 
Well, this also appears to be like the Dusty Baker story, you know, like always that that first coach that takes over after, you know, a scandal. Yeah, they bring in this guy, you know, they bring in this this old timer by the books dude to sort of straighten the like write the shit. Who took over for Paterno? Bill O'Brien. Oh, okay. Where is he now? Is he still there? No, he he just got fired by the Texans. He became the he left (laughs) he left he left Penn State after one season. Went to the Texans, brought them up, and then ran them right into the fucking ground. Um, I, I feel like every week when the Cardinals play and DeAndre Hopkins plays without pants on, it's just another indictment of Bill O'Brien and how terrible he is that he, <laughs> he traded DeAndre Hopkins for an old-ass running back who's now on injured reserve, uh, a second-round pick, and a bag of fucking footballs. Yeah, that's that's a monumental fail. Yep. Well, anyway... Yeah, all right. Well, those were. I did appreciate that the pre-NFL two-point conversion thing was. Uh, yeah, back when ties could know. really exist, and yeah, and and, and two-point conversions only existed in uh, in college. Yeah. Okay. So that that brings me back to the point I was going to make before. So they lose eight games. They get fucking demolished eight games in a row. They they play their ninth game in a fucking hurricane. Yep. They tie. Monsoon. Whoop whoop de doo. And then all of a sudden, the fucking school gets right behind them. Like, it's this big, exciting thing. For- yeah, huge rallying crowd. They scored three points and tied a game in a fucking monsoon. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, the lovable underdogs. Not like, can we get this fucking stupid season over with already? Like, nope. Now now they're the, 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 lovable, the lovable losers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Before we jump into categories, do you want to do this? Uh, do you want to do my question for Mangan? I, I would I love nice it. one for you. I love the questions. All right. Chris Mangan, what are your top five football movies? Oh boy, Rudy! Yeah. Don't fucking say it. I didn't. What the fuck? I didn't say anything. It's on my list. That's why I smiled. Yeah, your kiss is on my list. Um, <laughs> I wasn't uh, even thinking that. Now you put it in my brain. Rudy. Now I have to say it. Any given Sunday. Oh, that's a good one. In my mind, I want to put the program in there, so I'm going to put the program in there. Man, I'm going to miss one just doing this off the top of my head. I'm going to look real fucking stupid. Uh, fuck. The Longest Yard. Uh, which one? Which which one? We'll put them both in together. Okay. They're the same thing. No, they're not, but still. Um, no, they're not. <laughs> eh, you bring Burt Reynolds back for the second one. It kind of loops it in. And fuck. I hate doing this off the top of my head. I don't know. All I can think of is a replacement. I could said it before, so. We'll put that there, but I, I'm, I'm annoyed because you wrote down a list and I'm, I'm sitting here fucking spinning my wheels. Just do Rudy, <laughs> Rudy five times. That's my list. Rudy five times. I'll go, I'll go backwards from five. Number five is Brian's song. Number four is The Replacements. Number three, Friday Night Lights. Oh number man, two, that's the one I two, forgot. Yeah, number two, Varsity Blues. Oh, number, God Almighty, what an idiot! And number one, Rudy. Man. Yeah, Friday Night Lights and Varsity Blues would both be on my list if I had my head out of my ass. Yeah. Have you seen Brian's song? No. I cry too much as it is. Yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, and, but it's a and, beautiful and, song. And, and I think Gail Sayers just died too. Like it's not I don't know. I don't need that. Oh yeah, he did. That's really yeah. shit. Well. Anyway, well, that's my question for Megan. That ends this segment. Do you have one for me? Why did you sandbag me with that question instead of let me get my list together before the podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, come on, Chris. We're doing our first football movie. Oh, fucking, for fuck's sake, a text would have helped. No brainer. Yeah. Well, you got me. You dinged me a few weeks ago with uh, top five Boston movies. I couldn't fucking think. Yeah, that one is the town five times. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting, man. Anyway, yeah. um, all right. So shall we? Shall we category? Let's. Most cringeworthy scenes. Well, I mean, that opening, the scene where we meet Robert Loja and the dialogue that they have when they're walking across the field. Great actors can make bad dialogue work. A great actor who's clearly, I think Elizondo's phoning it in. I don't think Elizondo wants to be there. His dialogue and the way he takes every line. The, well, I heard you were doing this. Well, you know that I like to do this. Ah, yes, you're always doing that. Like, it was just a clear example of that. And Robert Lozier was trying. He was all but in. That scene was... Lozier was oh, committed. Robert Lozier fucking goes for it. Yeah, oh, he's, he's committed to the movie. I, I just wish this were... Honestly, dude, I wish this were just the Robert Lozier coach movie. I don't know why the fuck they decided to bring in two characters yeah. like this. Oh, another thing that... makes no sense. They had to rip off something else in Major League. They needed to have the guy have a fucking heart attack and have the assistant coach coach. <laughs> Well, Major League Two comes after this, though, so maybe Major League Two. Oh, you're from, right. Uh, yeah. From that. Yeah. What a heart attack a heart thing. Attack. <laughs> I just want to talk like Robert Loja. <laughs> Fucking love um, that guy. So after that, they have open tryouts, right? Why do they yeah. have the tryouts in the fucking basketball gym and not on the football field? Chris, you know, I was wondering the same fucking thing. It's not like the football field got knocked down. There wasn't a hurricane. There wasn't a fucking earthquake. They walked through the football field like a scene and a half before this. And then they're like, let's have <laughs> open tryouts in like what looks like a high school basketball gym. Like it's a small, like it's a really cramped gym. Like there's no stands or anything. It's like the practice gym. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine like the Rudy montage of the, the highlights being taking place yeah maybe one of you will move on sneakers fucking screeching all over the place god almighty fuck terrible pathetic uh anyway yeah that was that was brutal uh when they're bashing heads before practice the for a team this bad they're they're really fired up like let's give ourselves concussions let's go helmet to helmet before we fucking practice yeah i mean it was a big thing it's a big thing back then i guess maybe a 90s thing because they definitely do in the program all the time actually uh the two characters in the program will before games slap each other on the shoulder pads and then spit in each other's mouths before the game is that a real thing in the movie it is oh my god i don't remember i i don't remember that movie at all and now i think i have to watch it tonight you should other things I don't like, pretty much all the football action, like none of the, we, we talked to the Mighty Ducks about how I thought the hockey action was really good, and we agreed on that, like whether it was the actors or extras that just played a lot of hockey or whatever it was, um, I, I didn't like a lot of the football stuff in the movie, like it's no. just half-assed. It sucks. Even like the climactic touchdown pass. Like, yeah. it, it, it. You mean the Philly special? Yeah, the Philly special. You know what I think is the greatest final touchdown is in the replacements. When Keanu Reeves throws to the to the hearing impaired tight end. Yeah. There's the swell of the David Bowie song and like everything is silent. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that destroys me. 
this when that, when that happened it was just it was just such a fucking whimper you know nobody was covering him i like that you know oh no, no that was a two-point no the two-point conversion who scored the final touchdown was it bateman no macula it's the fucking philly special dude no 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 i know but but the two-point conversion there's two there's oh you said touchdown you said touchdown well th- yeah, yeah. T- no, 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 no. i know but the two-point conversion was a little bit better when when the 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 center like blocks the the big yeah. one head that beats him up in the bar yeah that was so, that was that should have been the end of the movie so the guy who catches it is like the last guy on the bench like they have like three people hurt so they send out the kicking team they send out the backup quarterbacks on there he has to block a guy and then like this little pipsqueak dude is the guy who gets open in the back of the end zone and because he's wearing the same number 88 as the uh the dummy in the in the cornfield he sees that and has a yeah. flashback and then fucking rips the throw to him. There you go, Uncle Rico. You know, what a coincidence. They both wore 88. Yeah, well, wow. you, need, you need the callback, bro. Come on. Blow me. Pass. Hard, <laughs> hard, hard pass. <laughs> the barking linebacker. Yeah, not not good. And again, like I hate to keep calling back to the program, but in the in the program, Alvin Mack, who who Featherstone in this movie, has a his bit like before snaps is he says like really awful offensive things to uh mm. to the quarterback and like the center to like try and like throw them off their game and like this is such a fucking lightened down dumbed down like stinky version of that like just growling at him like come on man like <laughs> no, no. like we're all fuck they're all fucking football players like no one's scared of the fucking idiot growling across the line from them like oh i'm so scared there was a kid when i pay- played uh football Staten Island boys. I was on the Tigers uh, way back in the day. There was a kid. I played offensive line because I was fat. And uh, there was this kid that he used to snarl and growl and bark. And he, but he was like the smallest kid. And I don't, nobody knew why he did it. He'd be like, you know, and you'd see like some of the bigger kids, like when he'd run at, like when he'd like run at them, just like take him and fling him to the side. Growl at this Sparky. Um, yeah, so remind, <laughs> reminded me of, his name was Brent. It was a very kid named Brent thing to do. Yeah, seems that way. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that that was ridiculous. Also, I have a I have a huge problem. So I talk about movie tropes that I love. You know, like character that gets beat up the whole mm-hmm. movie. Love it. Chef's kiss. Children who stack each other on top of each other with a trench coat and pretend to be adults. Beautiful. The, the, the trope of a fucking man not being able to talk or move when there's a beautiful woman around drives me fucking crazy. Yes, but early 90s Kathy Ireland. The worst actor I've ever seen. Fine. <laughs> but She's gorgeous, but she stinks. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, come on. These kids are in college. They've never seen a beautiful woman before. You serious? Not early 90s. Kathy Ireland, beautiful. She's beautiful, but the second she opens her mouth, my God, she's hot. Whoa. I I remember Kathy Ireland. I remember her face from when I was a child. The second she opened her mouth, I was like, is that what she sounds like? Yes. But man, can she kick? Yeah, sure. Kicks like a mule. <laughs> uh, other other things that bothered me: forty when, yards. Whoa. Yeah, 
<laughs> he backed it. He backed it up ten yards twice. So the first kick was a twenty yard. It was an extra point. Yeah, and we're all supposed to be impressed. Oh, well, forty yards is is impressive, but yeah, twenty yards is whatever. Um, <laughs> not that I could do it, but whatever. Uh, other things that bother me when so Blake has this fucking big thing where he quits in between game nine and ten, in between the tie and the fucking dig redemption story. <sighs> he quits for what, like fifteen hours? Yeah. He walks out on the team. He gets he gets pissed off. Then he he goes for a drive with fucking Bateman and his stupid Jeep Wrangler. And all of a sudden he he remembers why he loves football. He like he takes Bateman to get tutored by Sinbad, and all of a sudden, bing bang boom. I'm back on the team. Let's fucking get these guys. God damn. You know what this movie needed? Needs a speech. It needed a speech like that. I mean, Loja gave a speech, and we'll get to that. Oh, Loja gave a fucking speech. All right. Well, but no, well, what I'm talking about, like him, him getting him fucking his like big, you know, like that's the thing in Rudy. That that speech in Rudy was it uh, the fucking groundskeeper. Forget his name. Um, Charles S. Dutton. Charles S. Dutton, yes. Th- that, that fucking, man, that speech. We needed a speech. There was no yeah. speech. He takes a fucking drive in his Jeep with young Jason Bateman, who fucking really just looks exactly the same now. Yeah. Um, and then they go and they get him tutored, but we're supposed to feel bad for him because his father bought the building. Just, yeah, I mean, I so sad, sad, sad rich fucking... kid stuff. <sighs> I, I can't. I'm sorry. The more I talk about it, the more I hate it. Understood. So is Sinbad breaking rules by drinking and barroom brawling with students? He's got to be. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely breaking a rule by also being a professor who plays on the fucking football team. <laughs> yeah, all the rules are being and he's broken. he's the one who wants to party. It's yeah. so creepy. He's he, like, let's he party. He wants to party. <laughs> oh, God. That's a waste, though, man. Sinbad, you know, he just had a stroke, and he, he's, like, recovering. I, I that. saw that this morning, and, yeah. yeah. So, get I well soon. love Sinbad. Get well soon, Sinbad. Yeah, he's um, he's a treasure. Remember the movie? I think it's on the list. Remember the movie House Guest? I do. Steve yeah, Martin, Goldie Hawn? gotta Mom? do that. No. It's uh, Sinbad. Oh, that's House Sitter. Hartman. I'm sorry. That's House Sitter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's with Phil Hartman. He's the dentist, and there's a lot of there's some, yeah. good, no, some good Novocaine humor in that movie. Good Novocaine humor, a lot of McDonald's uh, product placement. Fucking okay. great movie. Sorry, I get my house movies mixed <laughs> up. Um, maybe house. That's party really with, all I have. House party with kid and play. Maybe who knows? That's a well. That's got it's got very good reviews actually. I think, but anyway. not surprisingly. Yeah, it's a good movie. So. The last That's thing I really have for cringeworthy. Yeah. The last thing I have that bothers me is that all of the gear for Texas State is like Kelly green or like a, a bright green. Except the coaches hats are dark, like forest green. Oh, I didn't catch that. Why? Because why I is that wasn't case? paying attention. Oh. No, not why didn't you catch it? <laughs> why? why? Like, just, uh, I, I pay too much attention to uniforms and stuff like that. Like, whatever. But yeah, you do. Uh, what I don't, I, it pisses me the fuck off. <sighs> Whatever. They even did the uh, the Texas flag in that in that uh, in that color. Yeah, the in the green. Color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen that on a Texas flag. Anything but the actual colors. So 
Interesting. You know. Anyway, yeah, that's all I have for cringeworthy. All right. Well, you want you want to see my short stack of fucking? I have like three redeems. Sure. Um, Start us off. And they're mostly just they're mostly just Robert Loja quotes. Everything, actually, everything on my uh, list here is either a Rob Schneider quote or a Robert Loja quote. But the first thing on my list is Robert Loja's voice. Yeah, <laughs> not kidding. Robert Loja's voice is the best. <laughs> Even like an Independence Day. Ah, oh, man, Robert Loja. What a treasure. Yep. He sure is. <laughs> yeah, Robert Loja's voice. Show us the arm. Throw the ball, genius. <laughs> We're going to Iron Man with this bunch of daisies. <laughs> <laughs> and then also when he's uh, when he's when he has the suit on in the big game and he's pulling up his fucking... He's so uncomfortable in that suit. His balls, like his never, bulge, like he never has a man been more uncomfortable in a suit than than Bob Loja in this movie. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a few good Schneider quotes too. He only had eight more men to beat during the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing I have is um, uh, the halftime show is, is sponsored by gun racks and open containers. <laughs> Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> great. Yeah. But. Uh, be, beyond those, I uh, the two scenes where the samurai just kicks shit out of people, it, his own his own teammates uh, during practice, and then later in the uh, in the big Texas game where he gets like eight <laughs> eight penalties and the referee rattles off all the exact martial arts moves that he gets flagged for. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he gets to, like the fourth one is like oh shit i give up <laughs> he's like <laughs> uh schneider, that was funny he, yeah he got a couple of chuckles out of me yeah uh schneider he, he also looks just like george st pierre who's that oh the best mma fighter of all time this side of john jones rob schneider no the samurai looks like George St. Pierre. Oh, I don't know why. I don't know why my brain went there. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, Rob Schneider's announcing the bar fight scene. I kind of liked. This is my throwing hand. It wasn't bad. And it gives yeah. him the misdirection and then whacks him with the left hand back of the right. He just doesn't flinch. I love I love fights like that where you're trying to beat up the big guy and you give him like all you've got and he just fucking stands there and eats it. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck, now what? <laughs> yeah. Bakula had a good reaction to that. He was like, oh, man. Like, he kind of did like yeah. one of these like, ah, shit. Oh, shucks. Um, yeah. Yeah, the bar fight was fine. Yeah. It, it, even the, the good moments in this movie are fine. Uh, we, we, we do need to give a little bit more love to the to the Dean here. Um, some of oh, his yeah. lines and reactions are great. Even just the fucking humor of <laughs> drinking the cigarette butt and spitting it back out in in Bacula's first scene on campus. Um <laughs> up yours, Phil. She called me Phil. And like as he blushes. I do so so while I wanted more of the convicts, and we we both did, uh, I do appreciate how they brought them back for the big game. And they're sitting in the front row, and just as soon as like the Texas fans start to cheer, all the convicts stand up and shush them and make them all sit back down. <laughs> like, Buckus, it is I, did, I did appreciate his was, was it Dick Buckus, who was like the, the <laughs> Dick Buckus was the gentleman one, right? 
Yeah, he was like, it's, yeah. it's your field, gentlemen. So you take the ball first. <laughs> that was funny. That that made me laugh. That was yeah. that was a good scene. That was a good moment. The, I love the yeah the prison thing was was on on the spectrum, the good spectrum of this, which sure. isn't very large. No. Um, and then so Lo- you want to get to Lo- Lo- yeah. the, the rant. It's incredible. The masterpiece of the movie. Um, it's just ripping ripping his suit off to the point where he still has like a full other set of clothes under his suit. Like, not that I would expect <laughs> him to be naked or like do anything else, but like ripping all that off and just having like a bunch of regular clothes underneath. Like, all right, sure. <laughs> and the the ending of, and you're gonna rip off that fucking heads off and shit down their necks. <laughs> Let us pray. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> such a great football coach thing to have it end with let us pray like everything ends with the other like one two three win or let us pray <laughs> yeah that was fucking tremendous i was actually writing down what a boring hat like so uninspiring and then all of a sudden he started flipping out and i'm like Losing oh, okay this is what we needed amazing yeah that 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 honestly gave it I, I I am giving this a low score, but it got a little bit of a higher score because of that scene. <laughs> it yeah. added at least ten points to that scene uh, to to, the, to my score. So fucking funny. So uh, I think his best, honestly, I, I think his best acting is in his like little like one season arc on The Sopranos. Oh, he's great there. He's fucking incredible in yeah. that. Yeah, Robert Loja, best. Best, 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 best. All right, is that all you got for redeems? That is. Could this movie exist in 2020? Yeah, why not? Yeah. There's nothing, like, I thought there was going to, when I first started it too, like, I thought there was going to wind up being more, like, problematic stuff, like, more either, like, homophobic or sexist or something lines that, like, I just, I felt like an early 90s movie, like, would have more stuff like that that I'd, like, cringe at and be like oh fuck this is i gotta talk about this tonight uh and there wasn't so i'm pretty happy that we don't have to talk about some uncomfortable shit (laughs) well there was one little something just popped in my head the only thing that might have to go is uh you know 20 naked men in a shower screaming for the only woman on the team to come shower with yeah (laughs) but at least at least manu was a gentleman it was cute Yes, he was. Yes, he he's absolutely got a, He's got was. a crush on his girl. And he's going to protect her and make sure that no savages go get in there with her. Good for him. <laughs> Do you think he snuck a peek? I think no. I think he's a man of honor. Huh. I also think they wind yeah, up dating. Nice. I, think, I think they wind up dating. I think so, too. But she dumps him. Because he falls too, too in love with her too fast? Yeah. Probably. Or he he self sabotages. He feels like he doesn't deserve her. He winds up thinking she's cheating on him, like beating the shit out of a guy. Yeah. And they're just study friends. Yeah. See, we just made a, a cute little spinoff premise. That's nice. Yeah. Maybe a nice short. <laughs> maybe some pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Um... <laughs> no resi nominees that I could find. Yeah, I'm gonna assume no Oscar nominations either. Nope. Most gifable moment. I just had Lozier ripping off his clothes. That and um, I like when Kathy Ireland kicks the guy in the balls. Welcome to foot balls. Uh, all right. Well, I'll give you that one. 
That's a good gift. Damn it. It's fine. It's it's all fine. I, th- th- this is the most forgettable fucking definitely the most forgettable one that I think that we've done. Mm. I'm never gonna think about this movie ever again. All right. Fair enough. So I guess that's a good segue to Devil's Advocate. Yeah, like I said in the opening, like the the critics consensus was pretty spot on. It's likable and goofy, sure. It's very cliche. It's very like it's just a, it's a sports movie to buy the fucking book. Like it's there's you're right. There's nothing particularly memorable about it. Yeah, nothing. I mean, I, I don't I don't care about any of the, anybody in this movie. Like I did not care about one character. Maybe just Robert Loja would have liked to have seen Robert Loja's home life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm grasping at straws here. I, yeah, I think there's just a reason why I've never heard of it. It's just a All right. fucking bland little sports movie. So, sorry, it wasn't uh, more fun tonight, Chris. I apologize. I oh, it's fine. It. Whatever. <laughs> MVP candidates. Uh, anyone by, besides Loja and Schneider? I was gonna say, I think it's a unanimous Robert Loja on my end. I didn't even write down anybody else. Yeah, I, think I had Sch- Schneider for a minute, and but yeah. He gets a little love just because he was he was good and like not over the top like annoying because like you know how Schneider can get like there mm-hmm. up up to a point he's what made him who he is and then he can go over that but he's like right at that line uh maybe even a little below it in this so but yeah the MVPs are it's a right away for Loja here so yeah. good for him mm-hmm. LVP I'm, I'll let you lead the LVPs I think it's either Hector Elizondo or Kathy Ireland. I don't think Ireland is in it enough to really crush her for it. All right. That's fair. I think she's Hector maybe only Elizondo. she's in the last 40 minutes, maybe for yeah. how, for how prominent of a character Elizondo is. I think it's got to land on his shoulders here. Yeah. He does. He's not even trying just for, just for screen time and all, like all, all things considered. I think it's, I think it's gotta be him. Yeah. Agreed. I, I truly just think that they should have just had Robert Loja just be the coach. And I that agree. was it. This whole like defense and you know, I don't know. Yeah, never one's really the works. offensive coordinator. Yeah. What, what the fuck was that about? Yeah, it was just ridiculous. But if they were gonna do two coaches, now fucking writer brain is kicking in. Then they sh- they should have had a rivalry in and of itself, and then that could have been like one of those like buddy comedy things. I got to get past their differences for the greater good. They they know. allude to it early, but they do not follow up on it whatsoever. No, no, negative. But yeah, what's your tomato rating? So so tomato score thirty three, audience score forty six. I'll give it a fifty one. Mine is just legal to drink. It is a twenty one percent. Wow. All right. I was not a fan. I I, I got that. I, I, I picked up on that one. <laughs> but it's fun to talk like Robert Loja. It is, yeah. I did a really bad one at the at the open. Like I just, I couldn't get deep enough in my voice. Well, you got it. So I was more Batman than Loja. It's easy because you can kind of confuse it with like late in the game Clint Eastwood. You know, it's kind of that like grab. There's there's like a a intensity. You know, he's got this like he like twitches when he talks. It's just it's just enjoyable. It's a very enjoyable thing to do. Probably gonna get shit for that too. Anyway. All right, well, speaking of enjoyable, why don't you tell us what we have next week? 
How's well, that for a fucking segue? That's a fucking segue, fucking segue and a half if I ever heard one. Oh God, I got I got nothing tonight. All right. <laughs> um so it's it's you know, it's family time, it's Thanksgiving. I thought we can go, you know, do something that uh that makes people happy, that's sort of a warm, lighthearted, uh just enjoyable, enjoyable film. And I did not think of a clever pun to tease this with, so I will just say Hooters. I wipe my own ass. By far the smelliest. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh this is what bad movies do to me. We're doing Big Daddy next week. Yeah, we are. We're doing Big Daddy. We're going back to Adam Sandler. We're gonna go see all our friends. His friends are our friends. Our Thanksgiving episode. Back to back Schneider performances. That is correct. And frankly, I think this movie is probably the best Schneider performance. It's really good. We're gonna we, we, we're gonna spend some time talking about him next week for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think it's either that or fifty first dates, but we'll see. Okay. Uh all right, cool. All right. Well, this was um moderately enjoyable. I, I do Man. like getting to see you, but I don't like it under these circumstances. Fuck, you fucking hate my guts, huh? I do. I'm not happy with you today. But um all right. Well, we will be back next week with a much better film, I hope. We'll all be right. back next week with Big Daddy. Peace out. See ya.